Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Here's my favorite rant for the day excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at tomhartman.com. Welcome back. Tom Hartman here with you. Uh, one of our, uh, we just got a note asking, is it, is it possible that Jeff Sessions was a shill for big tobacco at one point? Yeah, it turns out he was, uh, at least according to uh, the, uh, the DuckDuckGo machine, you know, this, the search engines. Norman in Nokomis, Florida. Am I saying that right, Norman? Yeah, Nokomis. No shoes, no shirt, Nokomis. <laughs> I love it. Warming has got it too. It's got it too cold. But, hey, listen, Tom. Yeah. I would rather have uh, a monopoly running things than a government. I think would people, the people could, could decide with their dollars uh, who's actually running things. Where when you, when you install some kind of big government, one world thing, uh, it's just too hard to get rid of that. There's been, there's been monopolies and dynasties going on. Since the dawn of time, one form or another, they come and they go, and uh, you know, it, it, it just you know. So, so what if somebody's running stuff? If the government needs ships built, they go to a shipbuilder and they get ships built for a price. If they don't like that price, they go to another shipbuilder get another price. If you get a government just that says, "Well, we're going to build ships on our own and hire government employees," then 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 you don't have any competition that way either. So you're you're forsaking. You're forsaking one monopoly. Norman, your sales pitch is, the, is pretty much the exact sales pitch that David Koch was running on in 1980 in the Libertarian ticket. And, and it's that government is bad, corporations are good, you can trust corporations. But the reality is that the government that we have, which uh, millions or hundreds of thousands, certainly, I believe millions of Americans have literally fought and died to create and protect. That George Washington had three horses shot out from underneath him trying to create. This government should be of, by, and for, to paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we the people. And, and corporations are never of, by, and for, we the people. Corporations are always of, by, and for the profit. And there's nothing wrong with that intrinsically if, unless it is absolutely unregulated, which is the direction that we've been moving since Reagan stopped enforcing the Sherman Antitrust Act in 1983. And, and that logic chain... What, ba- what, what the Koch brothers are basically saying is the government is terrible. You can't trust yourself to govern yourself. So we will govern for you by controlling the economy. It's the economy is more important than democracy. The marketplace is more important than democracy. And frankly, Norman, that's BS. It is a lie that the billionaires have gotten you to believe and gotten, frankly and sadly, a lot of Americans to believe. And once you go down that road, if you get rid of our government and you replace it with a bunch of monopolistic corporations, 
then you have lost all your freedom. The only thing that is standing between, between you and absolute corporate subjection, as we had when our government was weak prior to the 1910s, basically, was corporate rule. You had employees, I mean, you know, look at the Ludlow Massacre. People tried to, you know, in the 1880s in Colorado, they said, that, you know, we, we, we're going to go on strike. We want to have decent wages. And what did the railroad do? They, they brought in machine guns and shot up not just, the, not just the, the railroad workers, but their families in the tents that they were sleeping in. You, you, the, the, the Pullman Porter strike, the, the Haymarket Square rights. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. If you get the government out of the way, what's going to happen is corporations are going to, 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 to paraphrase Grover Cleveland, president of the United States in 1886, in his uh, State of the Union address in either 86 or 87, 1886 or 1887, he said, the iron heel of industry is upon the neck of the average American. He was talking about the railroad monopolies. And because they were setting, they set their prices wherever they want. This country was birthed in opposition to monopoly. The biggest corporation on earth was the British East India Company in 1773. And in 1773, when the, when the government of Britain, well, frankly, when there was a recession, the, 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 the great panic of 1770, there was a recession going on and the East India Company had hundreds of thousands, had millions of pounds of, of tea in their warehouses in, in the UK that they couldn't get rid of. They couldn't sell the stuff. And they had already paid taxes on it because at that time they paid taxes once they brought it into their warehouse. So the British government with the Tea Act of 1773 said, you don't have to pay your taxes on this tea. In fact, we will refund the money to you. And the British government gave the East India Company what in today's money would be billions of dollars in tax refunds. And then the East India Company used that money to bring that tea to the United States at a discount and try to put out of business the small entrepreneurs up and down the East Coast who were running tea shops and importing their own tea. And the, the entrepreneurs of America, the citizens of America, were so outraged about the fact that, that, that this giant transnational corporation was trying to just you know, wipe out all these small businesses. Because you know, back in 1773, every other block had a tea shop on it. And the, and the entrepreneurs of America were so outraged about this that they committed a million dollar, in today's dollars, a million dollar act of sabotage, of vandalism, throwing that tea in Boston Harbor. And that, that Boston Tea Party in, the, in the, the, the late fall, early winter of 1773 led directly to the American Revolution of 1776. That was the point. A year before that, Thomas Jefferson had written a pamphlet called The Rights of British Americans, encouraging Americans to be good British citizens. Three months after the British, after the, the Tea Party revolt against a transnational corporation, Thomas Jefferson was saying, time for us to become independent of Great Britain because they're supporting these giant monopolistic corporations. You cannot trust giant monopolistic corporations. They are accountable to nothing except the dollar. And you will not have enough power, enough political or economic power to boycott them. You can't control them through boycotts. It doesn't work particularly when they end up controlling entire, in, I mean, you want insulin and the price of insulin goes from $70 to $240 in five years simply because a company has a monopoly on a, on a product that was invented in the 1880s? It's crazy. It's just, it's just crazy. We do need government. We just need to get the money 
from these corporations and the billionaires that they created out of our government. And then we can actually have a government of, by, and for we the people. It's really that simple. Thanks so much for being with us today. It's been a fascinating day. Uh, <laughs> this Trump-Bannon thing is going to get weirder and weirder, I promise. And don't forget, democracy is not a spectator sport. It requires you. Get out there, get active, tag, you're it. We'll see you tomorrow. For more of this rant and to hear the entire show, you can subscribe to our podcasts at TomHartman.com.